Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Welcome to church today. So glad that you are able to join us on this fine day. Great to be together once again in the house of the Lord and uh, just excited. I'm really excited to uh, share today's message, which is you can lead. And that's the title of today's message. You can lead. And uh, before we get going, just want to remind you, I'm going to remind you again in a moment, but last year we had, or last year, last week we had our Name the Year service, uh, which we declared, out of the ashes, we will rise. Out of the ashes, we will rise. And that's our theme for 2021, that out of the ashes, we would rise up as a a people, as a, a part of God's kingdom, as a church family that out of the ashes, we would rise up out of uh, what we've uh, been going through and we would uh, jump forward into the plans that God has for us as a congregation. So excited for this year. So excited to see what God will do in and through us this year. Uh, Just a quick little note, but an important one. Uh, Starting next Sunday, Uh, We are going to be joined by uh, some new family, some new family uh, from Little Current will be joining us at the Church Gateway. It's a Pentecostal church in Little Current. Uh, They will be joining us online, uh, moving forward into the future. Uh, We're going to be uh, uh, joining together online uh, as we continue to obey the provincial guidelines of stay at home, lockdown, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm excited that uh, our friends, our family from this congregation in Little Current Gateway, the Pentecostal Church, Little Current, is going to be joining us. So excited. So if you are from Little Current and uh, maybe you're watching this later in the week or you're watching this a few weeks from now, just excited that you're going to be joining with us uh, starting next week, the first Sunday in February. You're going to be so excited. What a great way to kick off February, having more people join our family. And uh, welcome, let me just say welcome to the family. We got some great family members, maybe some weird family members. I'm not sure. If you're not sure, don't worry about it. But uh, the truth is we're excited that uh, you'll be joining us and uh, just a great time to be a part of Queensway and what God is doing in this region, in Espanola, in Little Current, across the North Shore. We're just so excited uh, to be joining together as one big family. For the next few weeks, I want to share just a mini series of messages titled, You Can Lead. You Can Lead. Today is part one in that series of messages, and my desire is that it will awaken a calling that is deep, deep within you, that a calling that's been within you for a long time will awaken, will begin to stir, begin to rise up today. You see, this calling that I'm talking about is for today. It's not something we will put off for tomorrow or someday in the future. It's not something we'll get around to, you know, that project around your house, your property, that, oh, I'll get to it. No, no, it's not that kind of thing. We are talking about today, something that God is calling us for and into today. In the last few weeks, uh, as we've entered uh, these lockdowns, again, there is a, another unknown of the future, about the future for me, 
I've tried to be a bit more practical in these lockdowns. That's kind of how I operate. And I've been trying to press forward, forward in my personal devotions. I'm trying something new with my personal devotions, forward in my health and physical activity. I'm trying to press forward in those areas, forward in my chores around the house. I'm trying to uh, clean up more often. I know it surprises my wife. It's crazy. It's a, an amazing time to be alive. But the truth is, I'm trying to press forward in many areas. And I've learned it's easy to be discouraged uh, in these days. It's a choice whether to live in the space of discouragement or to look to the future and do what we can today to prepare ourselves for what. God uh, is going to do the great things that God will do in our future in and through us. So we're going to make a choice today. We're not going to be discouraged. We're going to look forward to what God is going to do in the future in Jesus' name. You see, this resonates for us as a church even, I feel like. You see, last week we prophetically declared, just as I mentioned off the top, that out of the ashes we will rise up. That's what we prophetically declared last week. You see, for our church to continue to grow, uh, continue to move forward, we need more leaders, more people just like you to rise up, to rise up. Some of us have been waiting on what I call the sidelines. We've been waiting to be called in by the coach. We've been waiting for too long. I actually believe that there is someone who God is calling to take on a new mantle of leadership that's watching church online. Say, you're, you've tuned in to qpcespanola.online.church today, and I'm talking to you. You haven't yet met me. You haven't yet shared your heart for ministry with someone in our leadership, but you know that God has put uh, something onto you and into your heart that he is calling you into something new, a new leadership capacity. You know I'm talking about you today. Maybe you're sitting back watching online church today and thinking that God is calling you into a new season. Maybe that's something that just in a general, a general way resonates with you today. You found yourself in a new place with a new outlook on life. Maybe your kids have gotten a bit older. Maybe your kids are teenagers and don't need as much of your attention as they used to need. Who knows? Maybe you got rid of your kids altogether. You just sent them out of your house. Who knows? But the truth is, uh, we maybe today, God, you know that God is preparing you for a new season. That's what you've been sensing and feeling within your spirit today. I'd like us to turn, of course, to the scriptures today. This passage that I'm going to share is one that I've shared before on a number of occasions. But for me, it's integral to putting our spirits in the proper alignment, alignment, excuse me, with how God would use us in his kingdom. Don't you want to be used by God in his kingdom? Of course you do. I do. Everyone does. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Right now, the words will be on your screen. You're welcome to look it up in a Bible if you have one handy close to you. It says this, Ephesians 4, verse 11, says this, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, 
until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. It builds itself up in love. I'm so excited to share this message today. I'm jacked up. I wanted to... I, I wanted to start online church early today. You see, this scripture is a guiding light for me in my life. As we unfold the text this week and next week, I want us to remember that these are the words of the Lord to us for this day. This is what God is saying to us today right from Ephesians chapter 4. These are the words that he would say to us today. You see, these words, as are written by Paul, not so much uh, to address specific problems in a particular church, but the, the book of Ephesians, and therefore our passage today, of course, is written to explain some of the great themes and doctrines of Christianity. That's what this book is for us, is great themes and doctrines of Christianity for us to this day. You see, this scripture doesn't just remind us of what our goals should be, but it declares to you and to me who we are. That's what this scripture does. It declares to us who we are. You see, these words are Christ's gift to us. As he ascended to heaven, as we're reminded of in verse 8 of uh, chapter 4 of Ephesians, you see, these offices, these positions of leadership are established by the Lord Jesus. That's why they exist to this day. Our first point today comes directly from the text that will be on your screen. It says this, the work of ministry is for building up the body of Christ. The work of ministry is for building up the body of Christ. Without the work of the ministry, there is a deficit in God's kingdom. Without the work of ministry, uh, there's something missing. There's not the whole story being told. You see, fulfilling the commandments of the Lord is our purpose. It's the purpose of God's kingdom, which you and I get to be a part of. We see here that leaders, as described in the text, uh, we call them leaders, maybe today in the modern language, whatever, the scriptures title it as apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. Well, church, my role is that we see our church grow in its leadership capacity. We need more apostles. We need more prophets. We need more evangelists. We need more shepherds. We need more teachers. Some people refer to the offices listed in verse 11 as the five-fold ministry. I get it. There's five things. It makes sense. But what it speaks to me to this day is that one person is not all five of these things listed. Not one, one person is not all five of these things listed. Too often, the Canadian church, even our church, relies on their pastor, their leader to be all five of these things. Well, the pastor, he, 
He or she can do that. That's their responsibility. They are the prophetic voice. They are the apostolic leader. They are the shepherd. They're the teacher. They're the evangelist. That was never the intention for God's kingdom. The last person I feel, someone would argue with me, everyone, everyone loves to argue these days, but I feel like the last person I recall having all five of these offices, as we can refer to them, uh, these gifts was someone special. His name was Jesus. <laughs> if you know another person that operates in all these areas, let me know. I've had people suggest things to me before, but I'm not sure that that's actually true. I think it's just Jesus. You see, my role, the role of our church, is to see that all of us are equipped for the work of ministry. Well, pastor, I love it. Young people have always asked me, what do you do all day? It's bold. They love to ask questions. I love it so much. Well, what do you do all day? Well, the truth is, my role, the role of our church, is to see that all of us are equipped for the work of ministry. That all of us are equipped for the work of ministry. One commentator wrote this. Equipping also has the idea to put right. This ancient Greek word was used to describe setting broken bones or mending nets. These ministries work together to produce strong, mended, fit Christians. So let me ask you today. Are uh, are we equipped? Are we being put right would be my thought for us today. Are we equipped? Are we being put right? Characteristics that predate our relationship with God. Tendencies that, have, that we've allowed to take hold in our lives. False truths that we've accepted about ourselves most be, must be diagnosed and left behind. We must leave behind the things that aren't of God. The tendencies, the false truths that we have and believe of ourselves that aren't from God. We must leave them behind. That's part of us being equipped and uh, being put right, being put together in Christ, so to speak being formed and molded into a new creation. You see, we are being equipped for God's kingdom. Let me tell you today, even today, if you've uh, become uncomfortable with a topic like this or you you disagree with something I said, well, maybe, not always uh, necessarily, but maybe, probably, the truth is, is that we are being formed, we are being equipped even in this moment. We're being equipped for God's kingdom. You see, this is, Ephesians 4, this is a kingdom thing, not a Pentecostal thing, not a QPC thing, not an Espanola thing, not the pastor's thing. You see, God calls us, you and me, his children, to equip one another for the work of ministry. That's what he does. That's what he's calling us into today. You see, when we work uh, together, the body of Christ grows. That's what happens as we come together. The body of Christ grows. You see, working together in God's kingdom for God's kingdom brings the blessings of unity to the body of Christ. Well, let me say it again. Working together in God's kingdom, for God's kingdom, brings the blessings of unity to the body of Christ. Well, guess what happens when there's unity? Blind eyes are open. 
Faith is restored. People that have been kept in bondage for years are set free. People that are dead uh, rise up and come back to life. That's what the spirit of unity brings in God's kingdom. That's how it works as the body of Christ grows, working together in God's kingdom for God's kingdom. It brings the blessings of unity to the body of Christ. I want us to be in a position of blessing from God. Pastor, I don't like what you're saying. I don't really care right now because I want to be in a position of blessing. I want to be where God is blessing. If God's blessing on this side of the room, throw me over to this side of the room. Come on, church. We need to be where the blessings are being poured out from God. One commentator wrote, the purpose of these gifts of leadership is also clear. It is that saints, God's people, might be equipped for the work of ministry service so that the body of Christ would be built up, expanded, and strengthened. Let me read it again. The purpose of these gifts of leadership is also clear. It is that saints, God's people, might be equipped for the work of ministry service so that the body of Christ would be built up, expanded, and strengthened. I want to declare to our church today that you are a part of of the future. You are a part of our future. Shout it out from your house today, wherever you find yourselves today, you can declare, I'm a part of the future. I am a part of the future of God's kingdom. Let's declare it from the rooftops today. You are a part of making all of this happen. Our church, our family, God's kingdom, we need you. And church, let me remind you today that we get to serve That's our responsibility. That's the mandate that God's put upon us. That's the opportunity that he's put before us. Our first point today, the work of ministry is for building up the body of Christ. Our second point today is simply this, unity of faith. Unity of faith. The unity spoken of here in Ephesians 4 is is specific. Unity is the first thing that must come. This unity is not structural or organizational. This unity is a spiritual unity built around our faith in the Lord Jesus. That's what this unity is. Through the gospel, we know that we are all joint and fellow heirs in Christ. We are all heirs in Christ. You know that today. Because we are God's children. Now, let's get into something maybe a bit more sensitive for some of us. So we know that unity is the first step for us. With the spirit of unity that comes from God, we increase in our knowledge of Jesus. With the spirit of unity, we increase our knowledge of Jesus. You see, this increase in knowledge of the Lord Jesus leads us to maturity. This increase of the knowledge of Jesus leads us to maturity. What is the biggest hurdle facing our fellowship after unity? If we achieve the spirit of unity, what's the biggest hurdle facing our fellowship today? You guessed it. Maturity. We know we are properly equipping God's people, the saints. We know we're doing the right job. When we can see maturity as a character trait. 
Now, because nobody is sitting in front of me today, it's, it's just me here. There's no audience. If you make a strange face at me, I won't be able to see it. <laughs> if what I'm saying makes you feel awkward, it's okay. I can't tell that you're feeling awkward. It's like there is a vast valley, a canyon, a, excuse me, a bridge between unity and equipping on one side, unity and equipping right here, and then we have maturity over here on the other side. Don't let your calling in God's kingdom be halted and stopped because of your lack of spiritual maturity. Don't let your calling in God's kingdom be halted or stopped because of your lack of spiritual maturity. You see, church, we learn from the scripture that our spiritual maturity leads us to the fullness of Christ. Well, pastor, what stops us from becoming spiritually mature? I, I think I'm spiritually mature. Okay, well, let me tell you what stops us. The truth is the block that most of us have when it comes to spiritual maturity, the reason why we may not be spiritually mature, the block that exists for most of us is simply this. Obedience and pride. Obedience and pride. Don't let your lack of willingness to become obedient that comes from your pride stop you from entering into your stature in the fullness of Christ. Here's a few examples. Well, I can't help out with that ministry at the church because I'm too busy. Really? You have time to watch Netflix? And you're too busy. Okay, that's fine. Well, Pastor, I, I really can't begin to tithe right now because it's just not a good financial time for me. Really, because I'm pretty sure you just drove in with a new truck. <laughs> I'm making these up. I'm not talking about anyone in particular, so don't worry. The truth is, these things, obedience and pride, stop us from entering into the fullness of Christ. Come on, it's time. It's time for us to be spiritually mature and enter into the fullness of Christ. You see, as the days and years pass by, we should not only grow older in our relationship with Jesus, but more mature in Jesus as well. We have churches filled with old people that are children in their faith that aren't much more than a few years old in their faith. Why? Because of a lack of obedience and willingness to set their pride aside to become spiritually mature in the fullness of Christ. Well, pastor, you're awfully bold for saying something like this. What would give you the right to talk like this? Well, the truth is, is that this is the journey that I'm on, that I would become obedient that I would lay aside my own pride to grow in maturity into the fullness of Christ. Well, pastor, how are you doing with that? How's that working for you? Well, let me answer you honestly. The truth is, some days I'm good at this. Some days I'm still learning. I'm still trying to understand the fullness of Christ that's spoken of in Ephesians 4. But what I do know is I'm further, I'm closer to Jesus today than I was yesterday. That's what I do know. Can we all answer the same way?
This growth must be evident in both us as individuals and as a corporate body. Well, pastor, are there spiritually mature people in your church? Absolutely there are. Absolutely there are. Well, pastor, is there spiritually immature people in your church? Absolutely there are. So what I'm saying is that it's not just us as individuals. You may say, well, pastor, I'm spiritually mature. That's great. I'm glad that you are. But the truth is, it's not just us as individuals. It's us as a whole body. Is the body of Christ here spiritually mature? You can lead, but we must become more spiritually mature in these days. So my challenge to you today is to become more obedient Uh, drop away all pride say Jesus take my pride so that I can become more obedient to you pride is as simple as I do not want to get up 10 minutes early to start my devotions each morning maybe that's the pride that we're dealing with maybe even pride is saying you know what I don't need online church I'm good I'll wait for real church to come back I don't want to I I, I just can't be bothered with it. Well, that's pride. We need to grow in our faith and grow in our spiritual maturity. Our takeaway, church, today is this. The work of the ministry, the expansion of God's kingdom on earth is directly connected to my unity with other believers and my steps of obedience towards spiritual maturity. Let me read it again. The work of the ministry, the expansion of God's kingdom on earth, is directly connected to my unity with other believers and my steps of obedience towards spiritual maturity. I thank you so much today for being with us and hearing these words of scripture. I've tried to speak honestly, transparently, and exactly how the word of God is unfolded before me. Let's pray together. So God, I pray that you be with us. We know that we have an opportunity to lead. We can declare to our church that you can lead. There's an opportunity, but first, Lord, we know that we must be on a growth path spiritually into the becoming more and more into the fullness of Christ. So God, would you be with us today? Would you continue to protect us and guide us and strengthen us? Thank you for drawing us together through the week of prayer of the last week, Lord. And may our times of prayer and uh, devotion to you, Lord, continue and increase in our lives. Father, that your hand would be with us and upon us. Strengthen us. Would we look to you for counsel in every part of our life, Lord? God, would we forgive those that need to be forgiven in our lives? Would we trust in you in the areas that you're calling us to trust more in you for? Father, be with us today that we'd walk by faith, not by sight. God, that your hand would continue to be upon us, be with our kids, our grandkids, our loved ones, Lord, our friends, our neighbors. Holy Spirit, come for those that are connected with our church, that friends and family who are struggling with COVID, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come upon their bodies, fill them with oxygen and the fresh presence, the anointing of the Holy Spirit today, we declare. 
God, would you be with us? In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much, church. Looking forward to be joining by, uh, joined by our new family in Little Current next week. God bless everyone. Have a great week. And we will see you same time next Sunday. Can you believe it's February? See you next month. Have a great day. for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.